freedom of conscience and religion is being challenged by laws and regulations imposed by secular society. It's time to hear from the top Christian litigators in the nation who have come forward to tell us the truth and help us defend our faith. Hear ye, hear ye. All rise. Faith on trial with Defender of the Faith, Deacon Mike Mano is in session. And good Thursday morning from the Iowa Catholic Radio Studios in West Des Moines. I'm Deacon Mike Mann. I'm here with Cheryl Wiesenhan, who's sitting in for the vacationing Gina, either vacationing or she ran away. We don't, <laughs> we're not sure yet, but we expect her back next week anyway, when the process servers catch up with her. How are you doing? I am doing just fine. Can you believe this beautiful weather? God is so good for us, isn't it? Well... On some days, he is. <laughs> on other days, no. We, we have, all I know is that my yard right now is soaked, and uh, we put in a bird feeder the other day, and the ground was so damp that it just kind of fell over on it. Oh, yeah. dear. Yeah. Well, I got some squirrels got up there, so we got to do some repairs. But anyway, so we're going to have a good uh, talk today, I think. I see that. Uh, this is amazing. Right. We have... Um, uh, Laura Reese from mm-hmm. the Heritage Foundation. Mm-hmm. She has something to do with uh, uh, the office over there, Border Security and Immigration. And we want to talk to her primarily about uh, this new disinformation board that uh, the DHS has started. See what that is all about, because obviously we're very concerned about freedom of speech because you cannot evangelize unless you have free speech. And exactly. so that's very important to us. Plus, we like to make sure that there is truth out there, even though the disinformation board says that uh, um, that's what they're there for. I, I, I'm not sure, but, uh, you know, uh, Laura, I'm sure, knows a little bit more than we do about it. Well, I, I, I do think that's a very big issue. I mean, and it is the top of the news of what everybody wants to talk about. That's so. right. That's right. Other things going on down at the border, too, that we might get a chance to get into, which is the drug trafficking and human trafficking and that, which is kind of a mess. We'll leave, we'll leave it to others to figure out whether or not uh, what they're doing in shutting the border is correct I'm, or opening the border, I guess, is correct. I'm not sure that it is, but uh, that little over my pay grade right now. But what I am concerned about, I'm sure you're com- concerned about too, is the drugs that are coming across the border and the human trafficking that's all associated with uh, what is going on down there. It's destroying us from within. It certainly is. It certainly is. Um, but anyway, that's what we're going to be talking about with Laura when she gets here. Do you have a prayer to open us up with? Oh, most certainly. Most certainly. You know, today we're going to pray for peace. A God of peace. Bring your peace to our violent world, peace in the hearts of all men and women, and peace among nations of the earth. Turn to your way of love those whose hearts and minds are consumed with hatred. Strengthen us in hope, and give us the wisdom and courage to work tirelessly for a world where true peace and love reign among the nations and in the hearts of all. That was from Pope Benedict. Yes, and that's the one that we say every every day here when we're, or I should say every week because we only want once a <laughs> once a week. But anyway, we're going to take a short break right now. When we come back, we're going to have Laura with us. You're listening to Faith on Trial on Iowa Catholic Radio. You are invited to join the Diocese of Des Moines Catholic Schools for the inaugural Bishop Celebration of Catholic Schools on August 27th in Indianola. Learn more and reserve your tickets at dmdiocese.org or 515-237-5079. A message from Iowa Catholic Radio. 
Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by CTO. What great news for donors to the Catholic Tuition Organization. You now receive 75%. Yes, 75% of your donation back in Iowa tax credits beginning January 1st of this year. Your support has helped thousands of students attend our Catholic schools. Best gift ever. Online, ctoiowa.org. At CTO, the bottom line, it's for the kids and their future. Iowa Catholic Radio would like to thank our business partner, Elite Glass and Metal, LLC in Johnston. New construction, existing projects, and emergency service. EliteGlassAndMetal.com, 515-284-0141. It can be easy to forget about the dignity of another when we disagree with their ideas or actions. We start to focus on the things that make us different, and the thoughts start to divide us. Before we reach the conclusion of those thoughts, we must pause and remind ourselves that person with a different idea or lifestyle has great dignity. The next time you find yourself ready to go toe-to-toe with someone, remember that they have dignity and deserve respect, even when we disagree. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio provided by Paul Martin and Paul Mitchell, owners of Imogene Ingredients. Imogene Ingredients supply specialized feed ingredients for livestock and pet diets to improve maternal and young animal health in both conventional and organic production. And we're back. You're listening to Faith on Trial on Iowa Catholic Radio. And we have with us right now Laura Reese, who is uh, from the Heritage Foundation. She works with the Border Security and the Immigration Center there. Laura, how are you this morning? I am well, thank you. Thanks for having me on. Certainly. We appreciate your time here. I want to talk about a couple of things. Uh, The biggest uh, in our um, concern right now, or at least for today's program, uh, has to do with this disinformation board that uh, uh, the uh, Department of Homeland Security is uh, is building. Uh, It looks like we have uh, somebody who is a cross between a Mary Poppins and a Joseph Goebbels, who is in charge of it. Um, What is this board, or do you know anything more about it than we do out here? So this is something that the Biden administration very clumsily announced when uh, the secretary had to go before Congress a couple weeks ago. And I think they did it as a signal, um, and the timing was important. Uh, The prospect of Elon Musk buying Twitter was emerging. The left was melting down over the thought of that. They were worried they were going to lose that avenue of censorship of conservatives. Uh, Former President Barack Obama came out and said we need uh, to censor more misinformation, disinformation, that too many people were dying from it. And so then this announcement comes. Uh, I believe is a signal to the left that don't worry, even though elections are coming up, we have this other avenue of censorship. Um, And this woman, Nina Jankowitz, who they picked to head this, all of her videos consistently show that that's what she's on about. Um, She should be nowhere near this, this, uh, this board. And, and it's not even a constitutional function of the federal government to try and declare what is truth or not. Yeah, and uh, as we look at it, it seems like this uh, uh, this woman is more of a joke than anything else. Um, she doesn't seem to have any serious, true thoughts in her mind. Uh, she's just going out to uh, grind a particular axe. 
Yeah, she's got a pretty poor record. Uh, she said that the Russian dossier on Donald Trump was true, that the Hunter Biden laptop was disinformation uh, for COVID response. She said, yes, please lock us down. She said that Republicans and other disinformers engage in disinformation for profit regarding critical race theory. And the latest video that is out says that she, because she is a, has a verified Twitter account, that she should be able to label and censor other tweets um, to add context to the content. I think that right there gives the game away as to what she plans on doing in this role. I think the left has given the game away, too, by the reaction to uh, uh, Musk. Yes, clearly um, they. this is a pain point for them. Um, they feel losing something, and I think it's the censorship and the ability to control the narrative. And how um, – go ahead. The, the main – takeaway is we have lived through 2020. And so Americans' eyes are open now to what they seek to do and what they have done, whether it was regarding uh, COVID response, uh, masks, vaccinations, you name it, as well as the 2020 election. So they can't keep trying the same old tactics and expect no one to question it any longer. Yeah. Uh, Cheryl, you had a question. Yeah, Ms. Rees, I have a question, and that is, um, he rolled this, uh, Secretary Mayorkas just, you know, blurted this out, that testimony a couple of weeks ago, and yet I've heard news reports that say they actually, she's been in this role for a while. Can you clarify that for me? Because it's my understanding that she's been doing this for the administration for a while. That in itself is scary to me. Yeah, it looks like she has been employed at DHS for about two months before this announcement came out. Uh, I think they announced it when they did, like I said, uh, to uh, send a signal to the left um, on the heels of Elon Musk buying Twitter and making it very clear that he was going to make Twitter much more open and allow a lot more content on the platform. Mm Mm-hmm. What is this board supposed to do? What is the function of the board or how is it supposed to work? Or does anybody have any idea of what, what's going on? It's still an open question. And every time Mayorkas talks, talks publicly, he says something differently. Uh, they have talked about um, disclosing um, would-be illegal migrants to from um, connecting with smugglers south of the border, yet CBP does that and has been doing that, so they don't need her for that. They've talked about um, uh, worrying about Hispanics and the elections. I think that gives the game away a little bit. Uh, they've talked about uh, how FEMA is uh, warned against fraud alerts and fraud schemes after uh, natural disasters. Again, FEMA's been doing that for a very long time. I don't think they've yet landed on what exactly they're going to do or at least the ability to admit what they're going to do. And so I think they're still reaching for straws as to what they can say publicly. Uh, I imagine it would be used by a lot of on the left to saying, see, the government even calls that misinformation. Right. And I mean, there are there are plenty of dots that Americans connect can connect here with the, with this administration and with uh, Democrats in Congress and that they've called for more censorship, not less. Uh, when the Justice Department stands up a unit to go after parents who go to school board meetings as potential domestic terrorists, you've got uh, Secretary Mayorkas at DHS in 
um, several of the last terrorism bulletins listing domestic terrorists, particularly white supremacists, as the number one terror threat for this country, as if foreign terror threats um, weren't number one, particularly when we've got a wide-open border and foreign nationals from at least 157 countries have crossed that border. Um, so they're, they are turning inward. They are turning against their political opponents, um, and they're going to use speech to as their tool to do it. Okay, and it does sound a lot like... Uh... Joseph Goebbels. Sadly, yes, it does. Uh, history um, continues to repeat itself. Um, and it's interesting, too, that the uh, uh, the Justice Department um, is not looking into the threats against the um, Supreme Court right now. But as you say, the people that protest at a school board meeting, they get investigated. Yeah, this only goes one way. Yeah. Um, when uh, Jen Psaki said at the podium, you know, it's it's perfectly okay for uh, protesters with passion to go to Supreme Court justice homes um, and threaten them and scare them. Um, I I'm quite confident that if the mob showed up at Jen Psaki's house, she would be singing a different tune. I think she would. Uh, let me turn the uh, page here a little bit, since you are involved with uh, what is going on in the border. How critical is the drug epidemic right now with the uh, uh, border open the way it is? Well, it's historic. We just hit, today they've announced a second annual historic level of overdose, mostly from fentanyl. Uh, over 107,000 Americans died last year from overdoses. Last The year before it was 100,000, and that was a new record. So we are going in the wrong direction, and none of this seems to get the attention of the Biden administration. So I don't know how many people have to die or if a particular person has to die to get their attention. It shouldn't be that way. And this president needs to get his priorities straight. He His number one job is to protect America and Americans. And he seems more concerned with Ukraine at the moment. Yeah. And uh, how about uh, the human trafficking that's going on, especially the sex trafficking? Well, with that open border, they are creating more traffic trafficking victims. Uh, the, the unaccompanied children that they encourage, the the women who also bring children, these are horrific uh, journeys that they make. Uh, no one crosses that border without the cartel's involvement, and uh, these cartel members are the worst of the worst. So the administration likes to tout that it protects trafficking victims, yet it is creating more trafficking victims. Sounds more like and it. then it just... Go ahead. And then it just throws good money after bad by saying, well, we're going to give you a visa to stay here and we're going to spend all kinds of money to um, investigate and to rehabilitate you, et cetera, et cetera. But if they prevented the illegal immigration in the first place, then we wouldn't have these victims or these costs. That's right. Cheryl? You mentioned um, you mentioned the fact that that we have all this coming in over the border and yet our focus seems to be right now on uh, Ukraine. Not that there's anything wrong with focusing on Ukraine. Uh, As Jen Psaki is so quick to say, we can walk and talk and chew gum at the same time. Obviously, they cannot. And my question is, if you're coming in over the border, our southern border is porous, not only with the fentanyl, but with the drug trafficking and with all the illegal people that with no place to put them there on the southern border, what in the world can we as Christians, 
do to make this um, a better place. It's just horrible. And and I believe with my whole heart, and this is just my opinion, is that they want to do this. The Biden administration wants to do this. So what can we do, we as Christians and, and as, as good people in America, what can we do at this point, in the your Biden opinion? Yeah, the Biden administration does want to do this. When it comes to helping people who are truly persecuted, and, uh, you know, we're talking Ukraine, Ukrainians are being attacked for their nationality and for their religion, um, or Afghans, um, the best thing to do, we can help the most people by helping them in their region. So Eastern European countries have offered Ukrainians um, safe resettlement there. They can live there a number of years. They can get work permits, etc. cetera. Um, so we should be sending aid to those countries through NGOs um, to help them resettle there. If we encourage them to come to the U.S., and border agents are starting to see a number of Ukrainians cross um, the southern border illegally, um, then we are not helping the most people and technically, they are not eligible for asylum here because they had they were could be firmly resettled in Eastern Europe. So um, there's a concept of you can't traverse through safe countries, not seek refuge there, um, and then country shop just to come to the U.S. So um, one, it's to help truly persecuted people, and most of the people crossing the southern border. Uh, are not eligible for asylum because they're coming here for economic reasons, not for past persecution. Mm -hmm. And uh, it still leaves us with a bunch of uh, people from Afghanistan that were flown in rather quickly that we have to deal with. Yeah, that was an absolute mess. So um, in addition to helping more people in their own region, which would certainly imply in Afghanistan as well, you know, the goal should be that um, they be able to return to their home country when conditions warranted to help rebuild. Everyone should be for that. Um, but also, for those people who you do bring here, uh, it needs to be, one, a manageable number, um, which the Biden administration didn't do, and two, they need to be thoroughly vetted. We don't want to be bringing in known and suspected terrorists who are then going to harm us here. And the Biden administration certainly didn't follow that rule either. So, they just fumbled across the board when it came to the Afghanistan uh, yeah. evacuation. We're running out of time here, Laura, but I did want to uh, ask you to tell the listeners here how people can follow you or get a hold of you at the Heritage Foundation. So uh, heritage.org, uh, and I have my work listed there, or they can follow me on Twitter uh, at L-O-R-A underscore R-I-E-S. Very good. We certainly appreciate your time. Thank you for joining us today. God bless you and your work. And uh, we'll be talking to you again as this thing uh, uh, ravels out still. Thank you, Laura. Thank you. Cer Thank you very much. Certainly. Uh, we're going to take a short break right now. You're listening to Faith on Trial on Iowa Catholic Radio. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio provided by Mercy College of Health Sciences, where you can chart your course for more. Mercy College provides unparalleled clinical rotations, hands-on learning, accelerated education, and flexible schedules. Since 1899, Mercy College has been transforming students into healthcare professionals. Guided by Catholic values, our faculty put classroom theory into practice. Students are prepared for roles in service and leadership throughout their own careers. Learn more at mchs.edu. Mercy College of Health Sciences, mchs.edu. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by Dental Associates, addressing your smile needs and dreams. 515-225-6742. 
DesMoines-DentalAssociates.com. Thank you, Dental Associates, for your support of Iowa Catholic Radio. Hello, this is Steve Rage, inviting you to join me along with Matt Wilcom and Father P.J. McManus for the Iowa Catholic Radio's 15th anniversary pilgrimage to the Holy Land, November 11th through the 20th, 2023. We'll have Mass and dinner on the shores of the Sea of Galilee and visit the upper room where Jesus instituted the Holy Eucharist. Plus, my wife Janet and I will be offering invigorating teaching along the way. Not all pilgrimages are created equal. Brochures and details available at iowacatholicradio.com. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio provided by Knights of Columbus Borman and Pfeiffer Agency. Serving the Catholic families in Iowa, the Knights of Columbus is a fraternal benefit society providing financial security to members and their families. Specializing in life insurance, long-term care insurance, disability income insurance, and retirement annuities. You can reach Knights of Columbus Field Agent Gregory Waddle at 563-689-6801. That's 563-689-6801. Thank you and God bless. Catholic Radio. Uh, Cheryl, it was an interesting conversation today with Laura. Uh, it's a little kind of out of uh, our bailiwick somewhat. We don't, normally don't get involved in these type of discussions here, but I think uh, it's important knowing about the fentanyl, but especially knowing about the disinformation board. I think what's so important about that is the fact that um, it does affect all Americans. Mm-hmm. And you can look at it from the, I don't want someone to tell me what to think, say, or do, but you also have to look at it of all the detrimental things that are being done by open border and people coming in over the border. I, I for one, am very happy that we do have the Heritage Foundation, Oh yeah. that they do what they do and that they try to keep us straight and even keel about things. Uh, I mean, uh, they're obviously well-known in what's what even, do. What's even uh, best about the Heritage Foundation is when, we want to talk about a particular subject. We call our uh, contact there and say, here's our topic. They will find us the expert that Absolutely. knows what to talk Absolutely. about. Absolutely, which is good for the show. That's wonderful to know because they are very good at it. Um, I, uh, you know, in preparing to have this conversation today, one of the things that came out of it, without a doubt, is how can the Biden administration and uh, be so blind to what's going on on our southern border and this disinformation conversation at the same time while we're trying to help everyone around the yeah, world. Yeah, because I actually think that what's going on down there is inhumane. Exactly. Especially when you're seeing people drown exactly. in the river. as you know, Our National Guardsmen drown mm-hmm. down there trying to save somebody who it turned out was a drug peddler. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, and it, it puts a lot of people at risk. And uh, I like you know, Laura reemphasizing the point that uh, most of these people are not qualified for asylum right now, uh, especially since they've gone through countries that they could rest in uh, and then decided to come here. But it's more for economic reasons. Well, we know that it can work. I mean, whether you're mm-hmm. a Trump person or not a Trump person, th- those administrative ideas of how we kept them at bay really worked. And it, it is peace through strength. And how can we do that? And and I understand that completely. I also feel every single day when I turn on the news, no matter what network I'm on, and I t- turn that in, I think of those people in Eagle Pass, Texas, and Aurora, Texas, and all these places down there, little small towns like we have all over the state of Iowa. You think about that, and you think about how are they absorbing this? They're not. They're not. They're not, and very that, simply. that's as much a problem and, as our humane or inhumanity towards these people. Yeah, and uh, and we have uh, little places around the country where these people are being flown to. Yes. We have a school now that has 
a, a new a dozen or two dozen students that can't speak English that they have to take care of. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and these things all cause us some problems. And I think it's fair to ask, you know, are we doing the right thing here this way? Obviously, we want to be humane. Right. Obviously, there's this certain amount of Christian charity that is due to people who are refugees and who are people who are poor and who people need help. Uh, but I'm not sure that they have determined that that's the case in all cases, not when people are coming over 15,000 at a time. I would concur. I would totally concur. We have a couple other cases here that uh, we have down there that uh, might be kind of interesting just to mention here. Well, you know, I saw over the weekend that incredible story out of the um, Our Lady of the Angels Catholic Church in uh, Los Angeles and how a radical abortion group, they call themselves Ruth Sent Us, and they went in, and they went in right in the middle of mass Mm -hmm. and disturbed it, tried to destroy it, um, they, the vulgarity of what they were saying, they, you know, they said, keep praying. Um, you, how was it? They put it, we'll be burning the Eucharist to show our disgust. And it went on and on. Yeah. Um, they are a leading abortion group. And what was interesting, if you saw in the news reports, um, the, the members of, um, our lady of the angels church tried very hard to push them back discreetly and get them out of there. These people did not care at all that they no, were con- that they were de- desecrating and, our and, and, faith. and burning the U- Eucharist. Yes. There's a story there where a tabernacle was stolen yes, from the yes. church, and that was in uh, Katy, Texas, where yeah. they stole it. And the, they said, "We don't know who did it, but the police are investigating. Pray for those who committed this criminal sacrilege." I mean, can you even imagine in your local parish if you went in there and the tabernacle was mm-hmm. gone? Mm-hmm. Speaking of our local parish, you know that uh, in June. St. Augustine's is going to host this Sunday evening Latin Mass. That is coming. correct. Mm-hmm. I saw that. Yes, yeah, I did see that. Interesting. Yes. yes. All right. We're, uh, I'm getting the signal here that we're just about out of time. So, uh, Cheryl, let me thank you for joining us today. I certainly appreciate Honored. you coming in. Happy to do it. And, uh, and uh, uh, we'll give your regards to Gina when she gets back. Absolutely. Fact, I say the process servers are out trying to find her Ooh. right now. We'll get her. We'll get her back. It's someday. Yeah, we'll get her back. All right, that's it for now. Let's uh, end with our prayer. St. Michael the Archangel, defend us in battle. Be our protection against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And do thou, Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the power of God, thrust into hell Satan and all the evil spirits who roam about the world, seeking the ruin of souls. Amen. That's it for today. We will be back here again next week. In the meantime, have a blessed and peaceful week. Our freedom of conscience and religion is being challenged by laws and regulations imposed by secular society. Faith on Trial, with Defender of the Faith, Deacon Mike Mano. Faith on Trial, Thursdays at 10 a.m. on Iowa Catholic Radio, iowacatholicradio.com, and the Iowa Catholic Radio app.